The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The EU has said that leaks in two major gas pipelines from Russia to Europe were caused by sabotage and some are suggesting that it was the Russians who were guilty of that sabotage. Barry Andrews is a Fianna Fáil MEP for Dublin. He joins me now. Barry, you're, you're closer to all of this than, than most of us. People might have heard that story but only heard the headline. What, what exactly is going on? Yeah, good evening, Kieran. Well, yeah, it's very worrying. There has there are two pipes, Nord Stream One and Two, uh, each of which consists of two pipes, and there have been uh, explosions picked up by Swedish uh, seismology service. And immediately after that, the leak of gas was detected by uh, Danish uh, Air Force. And uh, so it's now established that the leaks are coming from both the Nord Stream 1 and the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Uh, The European Commission are satisfied that it is sabotage the same by the Swedish government, uh, by the Finnish government, by the Danish and the Norwegian governments. And and this all happened just outside uh, the territorial waters of uh, Denmark and Sweden, very close to uh, uh, these two countries. So it's a significant attack, it seems, on European energy infrastructure. And it is, I think it has generated a lot of concern across the European Union. Member states are scrambling to find ways to increase preparedness for attacks on energy infrastructure. But also in Ireland, it revives the concerns we all had back in January when uh, Russian naval vessels were uh, known to be very close to subsea uh, communications and internet cables. Uh, just off the coast of Ireland. So uh, I think there's a a high state of alert across the European Union. Uh, Is the assumption, the working assumption, that it's the Russians who are responsible? There is a working assumption that's very very widespread that Russia is responsible. Um, You know, the question, uh, who benefits from this attack? Uh, Russia is seeking to destabilise the uh, European energy market. Uh, Russia is clearly seeking to scare and coerce Ordinary people listening to this program, they want to terrify people into pressuring their governments to force concessions out of the Ukrainians. The same uh, was the motivation behind the nuclear threat that we heard from uh, Putin uh, earlier this week. And of course, Russia has form in this kind of an attack. Uh, Russia has been engaged in hybrid warfare of various different types uh, over the last decade. We all remember the Novichok attacks in the UK. Uh, and the, in, in January, the, old, the, the, the uh, naval exercise by the Russian Navy off the coast of Ireland. And the, and the UK government has been warning uh, that we need to be much more uh, prepared for attacks on mm. undersea cables off the coast of Ireland for the last five years. I mean, is there the possibility, though, let's assume it is the Russians, that something like this backfires? Because they already had turned the taps off, you know, they had talked about the need for maintenance and then you know the, the, the allegation at the time was there was no more need for maintenance than there was anything else. This was just about turning the taps off. That the longer Europe goes without that gas, the more Europe... Uh, um, how, how do I say this? The, the, the more Europe gets used to living without that gas, if I put it that way. I, I think so. I, I think it's right. I think that's absolutely correct. I think, we, I think across the European energy market, we have priced in uh, the the end of Russian gas and there's no going back now so it puts extra pressure on to achieve the ambitions of the European Green Deal to push harder for renewables 
to provide for our own autonomy in, in, in energy through other like-minded partners. Uh, and so, for example, Norway and Poland opened a new pipeline, which will uh, start to flow, a gas pipeline, which will start to flow at the end of uh, this week. Um, so th- everybody is moving towards trying to make some provision, but there is no going back um, to, to Russian gas for two reasons. One is to try to defeat the purposes of the uh, of Putin in, t- in terms of this war, but also in order to achieve our, ener- our, mm. our climate targets and to de- decarbonize the European economy. Uh, accustomed was the word that I had a mental blank on there uh, a moment ago it came to me um, uh, w- w- what are the implications of all of this for Ireland come back to those undersea cables all of those uh, you know fibre optic and other cables running from Ireland across the Atlantic Ocean that we were worried about during those Russian naval exercises do we need to do more now to protect them knowing that there are bad faith actors out there willing to attack this type of infrastructure well, it would be foolish not to uh, increase our uh, our preparedness. Um, the, there are many undersea cables that uh, pass by Ireland and many that land in Ireland. And there's a new one opening with Iceland this year, another one with Norway next year. And we are vulnerable to attack. And, you know, when Russia, the Russian naval exercises happened back in January, uh, they weren't sending a message to Ireland. They were sending a message to NATO that this is something they knew where they were. They knew they, and they were prepared to interfere with these cables. From Ireland's point of view, um, they're coming from several different directions, these cables. So that kind of minimizes risk of simultaneous failure of these cables. But they're mostly privately owned by Google and Meta and these types of companies. Um, so there, there's actually a very interesting report um, which I put on my Twitter account, uh, which was published in June by the European Parliament, uh, which explains the vulnerability of European subsea cables uh, across all of the EU member states and the type of steps that can be taken now in order to secure uh, and to be more prepared for these types of hybrid attacks from uh, uh, parties that are hostile to the European Union. I don't want to obviously name names. I mean, clearly Russia is in the crosshairs, and is, but until we have uh, solid evidence. I'm afraid we're in the realm of speculation as to who's responsible. But I think the the, the maneuvers back in January, uh, all paths seem to lead to the Kremlin. Uh, if an attack were to happen, though, I mean, it wouldn't be preceded by large scale naval maneuvers and the Russian naval ship, the Moskova, sailing around Irish waters, or was it the Marshal Ustinov that was there last month as well, not far off Irish territorial waters that the Defence Forces and the Department uh, of Defence were monitoring? Um, it, 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 it would go unnoticed, possibly, until it had happened. Well, there's a high level of public awareness, you know, having these types of conversations and the public awareness that was generated back in January and there were a rock just the base and all of that. But our, uh, you know, naval capacity to to carry out surveillance or subsea cable cables is almost nil, and the Commission on the Defence Forces, when it reported back in February, obviously strongly recommended that our navy navy would be given additional uh, resources to try to begin to develop uh, the capacity of for surveillance of these kind of type type of infrastructure. So that remains to be done. In the meantime, we rely to a large extent on uh, the UK uh, Navy to provide us with information. But I think there is a high level of awareness around this threat, but we do need to uh, develop our own competence. And it does indicate, I think as well, it opens up a debate about Irish cooperation with other EU military powers 
Uh, it's something we obviously have a bit of a neuralgia about in Ireland, about uh, any type of military cooperation with, uh, with, with military powers across the European Union. But our huge vulnerability in this area, I think, is underlined by what's happened off the Danish coast. I mean, you won't, you won't imagine Denmark to be a target of Russian hostility. No. And yet this happened just 12 miles off the, uh, the Danish coast. I'm, I'm, so I'm, we need to wake up to, that, to, to those threats, in my view. I'm always astounded at the uh, people who would argue against any expansion of our uh, defence infrastructure and will turn a blind eye to the fact that we rely on the Royal Navy and the Royal Air Force to do the policing for us. But anyway, Barry, appreciate your time. Barry Andrews, Fianna Fáil, MEP. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.